Coming up on today's edition of Locked On Eagles, we're going to take a first look at the scouting combine from a perspective of the pros and cons it can have for both teams and prospects. That's coming up next right here on Locked On Eagles. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday. We're your only daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast hosted by yours truly, Louis DiBiase and Gino Camilleri. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Welcome into the show. We're available on all podcast platforms on YouTube as well in video form. And we're on Twitter at LockdownBirds at GC24 underscore football and at DiBiaseLOE. Mock draft Monday yesterday from a predictive perspective of what we think Howie Roseman would do in that scenario. Uh, Gino, I think we killed it for sure. And then we're going to dive into some more draft talk today because a week from today, the uh, scouting combine does officially start up. And after the bubble restrictions were raised yesterday, we touched on the show uh, that topic yesterday. Um, it should lead to, I'm sure, a lot more notable prospects participating. I think yesterday's show was as relevant as we could have made it, right? Because as yeah. soon as we dropped it, the bubble had burst, and now participants will be able to go freely outside of a bubble format, which really ups the benefit of the combine for the NFL's perspective of not losing money, which we right. talked about yesterday being the main reason. But the players now have that ability to go into this environment and have more freedom and be under more comfortable circumstances, which is right. only going to help them time better. And then today, Lou, talking about yesterday's show, Daniel Jeremiah comes out with a mock draft, and I'm pretty sure we almost went three for three on the first-round selections. That Yeah, so two of the three picks we made were the same as Jeremiah's. So yep. someone actually asked us what we thought of the mock. I'm like, well, if you listen to Mock Draft Monday, you'd say mm -hmm. we liked it because we kind of did the same thing for sure. You can check out that podcast wherever you get locked on Eagles. So again, today on the show, Gino, I want to dive a little bit deeper into the topic we touched on in segment one yesterday, where it was you know, to take part or to not take part in the combine. And it's already something that can do more harm than good for some prospects when it comes to their draft stock. And if those restrictions were going to still apply, you know, you already are sometimes at a disadvantage with that process. And if you don't have the right resources to help you have a good day on the field and, you know, with the interview process as well, it might just not be worth it. So now that the restrictions are raised, I want to kind of still get into the pros and cons of participating in the combine. Like Gino, you know, from your perspective, would you, if you were, you know, giving advice to a player, what, what advice would you give when it comes to how it go about this process? Because it's, again, I, I feel like it depends on the type of prospect. I feel like it can, I feel like it can help a lot of players, but again, I, I think it could hurt some too. I say with this and the ability now to have the pro day as a backup. So if you don't yeah. do well this time, you might be able to do better at your pro day, right? But I'm saying what you want to do, and much like when you go to interviews and much like when you go to any all-star game or meet with any team, just show up prepared. Show that you put in the work to even learn how to come out of your stance. I mean, the 40-yard dash is a science. If you think about the Olympics, right, Lou, these guys that are doing the 55-meter, the 100-meter, they're training 
four years of their life to get down split seconds. And these guys are only doing it in a handful of months. So you'll find out those guys that can take those fractions of a second off because they showed up prepared. They were doing the workouts. They were putting in the work that teams want to see that you're dedicated to football. So that's what I would say ultimately. But if you're going to weigh pros and cons, that's the other element that I would say. If you're a guy, let's go back a few years, Orlando Brown, right? Now he's the sure. left tackle of the Kansas City Chiefs. He played for the Baltimore Ravens for a while. Tested unbelievably poor at the combine. Had one of the worst combine performances ever. But now goes out on the field and backs up his tape, which you saw at Oklahoma. With the flip side of that, Jalen Rager, for example, tests yeah. out the roof. We hear Howie Roseman drafts the kid because he saw a FaceTime of Jalen Rager's pro day workout. And you put on the tape and you have question marks. And then he goes to the NFL and those question marks didn't go away. So mm -hmm. coming into this... Don't look at this as a black and white thing. Take it with a grain of salt because yes. these numbers are there to either verify or deny, but it's not a hundred percent. You have That's to go point. to the tape. Do they run faster with pads on than they do with the 40 well, times? Let's be real. The 40 times, you know, there's so, like you said, it's such a science with how you break out of your yeah. stance and you know, you could just be sore that day and maybe it's just not the mm -hmm. right day for that kind of thing. And some teams used to, and still do make it the end all be all. I would say more media and fan reaction is geared towards that reaction now. Um, but yeah, I think when it comes to the combine, you made some great points. I think it really just does depend on the prospect when it comes to how much you want to put into this process, mm -hmm. because, you know, let's say for instance, you're somebody that doesn't necessarily, necessarily have the best tape based on performance or maybe even the scheme or you know team you are on you might want to use the combine to show off some physical upside that you have that's worth investing in even if you don't mm -hmm. have the best tape or maybe a team didn't utilize a certain trait of yours that you want to show you do have like for instance Miles Sanders did not catch the football ever at Penn State but I think he really raised the stock at the combine when he showed his natural hands like I was impressed with his receiving ability and when you go to the tape you really couldn't find that so I feel like the combine can do wonders for stock in that way if you know what i mean i say you have to look at the whole draft cycle like a puzzle right like you're starting mm -hmm. to put together that piece and you have the picture but the combine is just another piece of this puzzle and you're gonna look at that picture and say okay this kid is an athlete right oh and then he goes and runs a four 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 forty mm -hmm. that backs it up yeah. but if he goes and runs like a four six Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go look at the tape. Jerry Rice, who infamously slash famously ran a 4-6 in the combine at his 40 time, goes and becomes one of the best wide receivers ever because you turn on his tape and that piece of the puzzle showed off his element to produce on the field. So you have to take everything, every part of this, the tape part, the all-star circuit, the interview circuit, a lot of it is going to come down to as well, not even what we see on NFL Network when they put it out. It's going to be the medicals. A lot of those guys, a big thing is the medicals. How do they check out? A guy Carson who's strong, for instance, Carson Strong. Year. Exactly. Great, great example, Lou. A guy who's had a couple knee injuries, says he's fully healed now, didn't really wear a brace down in Mobile, but he goes down there. If a doctor checks him and his knee doesn't check out, yeah. that could really tarnish him. Going, going back a, a couple drafts ago to uh, Prince – Taya Winoga, that the Philadelphia Eagles drafted out of Auburn in the sixth round, had second round tape. I was going to say, Taylor wise, me and you had projected him as a top five or top 10 tackle in that class. 
He was very good, but then it yeah. goes, and he has, a, I'm pretty sure he had a degenerative knee issue, mm -hmm. and then there goes that. So you have to look at everything, and I always say, being an analytic, take as much data as you can. So if you do hear whispers about somebody maybe not interviewing well, going back to Darius Geis, that was true. Oh. I've heard so many stories about Darius Geis behind the scenes that are just too unbelievable to believe. And you go into some of these rooms and you see the clips of like Carson Wentz, where he reads back off the board, talking about the offense at the combine, that yeah. famous clip. And I know I'm just rattling off here, but there's so many different examples from real life that you could say are pros. Yeah. Let me show yes. off my football IQ, show off how I can move, show off that I'm prepared. And then the cons. Yeah. You don't look good when you show up and you're wearing the spandex and you're not really cut up and you don't test well and you're moving around sloppy. You can you hurt your stock, you know, I mean, Massively. that's the thing, you know, some, we talk about all the time, how you use these as, you know, side pieces to the main puzzle, which is the film, but you could have a prospect that has strong tape, but if you don't test well, you know, it could hurt your stock. There are players mm. that don't, test out well like with a 40 yard dash but then they have game speed the last few years like there were certain players i remember josh jacobs didn't really run as fast as mm -hmm. some people expected i'm like okay but put on the tape like he has game speed you know there's so much that goes into these things you have to use proper context and at the same time you don't want to do the opposite and put too much into when mm -hmm. a guy does really well so yeah there's pros and cons i mean for a guy that has strong tape though if they perform well at the combine that can really cement themselves as okay. Like boom, he had the tape, he had the combine, you know, this is now a top 10 player. So again, you got to weigh the risk and reward. And I totally understand why players would take either approach to this. And I think you're going to, I think you're going to see it vary for sure next week. Uh, we'll continue to get into this coming up next. It's a interesting discussion with the combine. It's certainly uh, Gino isn't held in the same regard as it maybe used to be with importance and we'll discuss that coming up next right here on locked on eagles much like all these 300 plus guys that are going to be at the combine they are betting on themselves you know what we do here at the locked on eagles podcast we bet at betonline.net, the official sports book of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Football might be over this season, but basketball is in full swing. You could have bet that crazy over in the NBA All-Star game. Seth Curry was lights out. The NHL, they just surpassed 50 games for a lot of these teams. Going into the playoff stretch, have Champions League action for soccer, boxing, UFC, whatever you want. And if you're somebody like Lou and I that has been tracking the Russell Wilson to Philadelphia odds, We've been doing that at betonline.net. And you could do it today because it's easy. Have a quick interface, go on your phone, go on your desktop, laptop, wherever you can get online and go to betonline.net, betonline, where the game starts. All right, Eagles fans, welcome back into this Tuesday edition of Locked On Eagles. We thank you for making Locked On Eagles your first listen each and every day. Make sure you're following as well Locked On NFL, Locked On experts covering the biggest stories across the league every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. And again, there's so much awesome content, not just with the Eagles, but you've got the combine next week. You have NFL free agency in less than a month and then the draft guys it's going to come really quick the senior bowl is already over the combine coming up the pro day circuit uh, get ready with the lockdown podcast network today on lockdown eagles gino and i were getting into more of the philosophical side of talking about the combine we'll talk more about the prospects specifically on friday you know who needs to have a good week next week who should maybe avoid 
the risks of the combine. And Gino, that's kind of what we're getting into today is mm-hmm. prospects and what pros and cons they need to weigh when it comes to how much they want to do with the combine. As you mentioned, there might be some players that, hey, let the tape speak for itself. We can only do more harm than good here, but interviewing could be a really important piece to this. Or there's some guys that they don't have the strong tape or there's certain things they want to show and they want to perform on the field. I think the importance when it comes to now the NFL perspective of how to handle this process is, you know, you mentioned it's just one piece of a giant puzzle. There's just so many, and it's an important part for sure. Like the more information, the better, but you do want to use it the same way. We talked about this during the senior bowl. You want to use it like the senior bowl and the pro days help you evaluate these players. It should confirm things you knew on tape, or it should raise questions that you then use the tape to answer, right? Again, Miles Sanders, maybe a guy catches better than you thought, and you go back and say, huh, it was actually because of the scheme at Penn State, the style of what they wanted to play. Maybe you go back to the tape and, you know, see other things that a negative thing. You're like, I don't know. It looked like he, you know, has a tendency to hold on to the football in a certain route. And then it does confirm it on the tape. You, maybe you missed that, but just don't use, you know, this or pro days or the senior bowl as the end all be all, you know, your board should change up and down the more information you get. But Daniel Jeremiah made a great point the other day on his show about anchoring your board where, you know, you're not going to have these, other resources like the combine dramatically change your rankings. If you're doing that, I think you're doing it wrong. And I think most people would agree with that. I would say 100%. And, and yet going... people fail and people, and yet they do it all the time though, you know, still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, going to the John Ross example, I mean, a yeah. player who simply should not have been picked at pick number nine, but runs out of his shoes and Let's runs be honest, out of his Henry Ruggs being the first receiver taken. And I liked Ruggs coming out of Bama, but I don't think he would have been the first receiver taken if he didn't run the fastest 40. Right, and I kind of want to separate this into two discussions, like the top-tier guys versus the guys that have something to prove, right? Because Mm -hmm. let's take Kayvon Thibodeau, for example, right? Oregon has an incredible weightlifting, strength, conditioning program, right? You're going to interview with him. You're going to interview with the strength and conditioning department, see how much he built out. Because at the next level, this guy's basically 100% built into his frame, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're a guy coming from a smaller school, let's go to Quez Watkins, for example, coming yep. from Southern Missouri, uh, yeah, Southern Miss, excuse me. Yep. Um, can't disrespect uh, great Todd Pinkston either coming That's out of right. there. But Former going- Eagles great preseason quarterback Nick Mullins as well. Yes, yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he didn't get drafted in the USFL draft today. No, he did not. We will say that. But going back to that, like Southern Miss – doesn't have as great of a program as a power five would in terms of strength conditioning, but you see he's quick on tape, right? Then he goes and runs a sub four, four. Okay. Now we have more data on a player who didn't have as much, I would say exposure because you're going to these bigger schools more often. You're getting more data on those. So when you're in scouting going down the list, you're going to go to these smaller schools. You're not going to have as much data on there's a, ton of guys that are coming from FCS programs, right? Like Christian Watson, we hear the 4-4, sub 4-4 could happen from a guy of his size. Okay, let's see it. Let's see it and back up the tape. But for, I would say, the top 50 to 100 guys, there's going to be some things that you check, but most of it's behind the scene. 
Right. But then you go and you see Quez Watkins and say, who the heck is this guy? I know you and I, that was the first time it really perked up our eyebrows. Then we went and watched the tape and said, yeah, that backs up exactly what he can do. He was explosive coming out of his stance. And that's another element that I want to add to this discussion. The next-gen stats part of it, they can measure like your hip explosion, like how quickly you're coming out of your stance. Like it, It's absurd what they can actually measure, and it's because of all this track data. And you get down to the nitty-gritty of it. Going back to high school, these guys have run track, and they have data like that. So they mm -hmm. want to confirm – have they continued to grow into their athletic bodies, yeah. right? And tracking football, who works with us at CGS, they're getting in with NFL teams now. <clears throat> they go back and look at high school track data, and I'll have discussions with them, and they say, oh, this guy, of course, is going to test well. You look at these top guys in the class. Like, let's yeah. take an example, uh, Bowie Mafe, right? Guy who's mm -hmm. a freak coming off the edge. Like, if you saw him run – uh, like a one six five one seven ten yard split coming out of the gate as a defensive end that shouldn't shock you because you have the data but it's just finding more of it and I, I know this isn't like the greatest football discussion but this is what goes on behind the scenes because making the picks is great but when they make a board it's not three four hundred guys like we have they're getting down to maybe like 150 guys that they're yeah. for sure that they would take that's half of the combine right and maybe well, there's a percentage of guys that don't even show up there. So if they don't have the data, they can't make the right decisions, and you end up with draft picks like John Ross. So you yeah, are doing this to avert not having enough data to make the incorrect decision. Right. I, I think sometimes – I think some teams, to be honest, and not just fans and media, but they've gotten too caught up with only certain pieces of data. But as you mentioned, there's just so – much to this process like just the combine mm. alone you mentioned advanced analytics the 40 yard dash the interviews i mean just with one thing and that's just one piece of the puzzle with the tape mm -hmm. and the pro days and the you know uh, as well the senior bowl the east west shrine game the cgs all-star game you know the hbcu bowl game that happened last week i think there's just teams that get too much tunnel vision they're focused on one thing one trait and while that trait can really help a prospect Sometimes it can hurt a team for sure. So we'll continue to get this uh, discussion going in our final segment coming up next right here on Lockdown Eagles. Guys, first, a shout out to one of our sponsors. It's Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry when you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when choosing Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. Rock Auto, their prices are reliably low for every customer and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, mortar oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. When you go to rockauto.com right now and see the parts available for your car or truck, make sure you write down LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Eagles fans, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri, wrapping up this Tuesday edition of Locked on Eagles. Thank you for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. This is episode two this week of five. So again, make sure you subscribe. We've got 
Five podcasts a week for you, 365 days a year. Today, we're talking about the philosophical um, parts of the NFL Combine, how to go about it if you're a prospect, how to go about it if you're a team. There is a lot to it. Uh, Gino can help a lot of players. I think it can hurt a lot of players, too. I think it's helped a lot of Eagles. Like You mentioned Quez Watkins. That's a really good one. Quez ran the second fastest 40 time, only behind Henry Ruggs, who was the first receiver off the board in 2020. And, you know, Quez, when you mentioned Watkins, it brought up another point to me. Like We talk about how the combine should help you confirm or question things that you answer with the tape. But just in general, and maybe not for teams as much, but maybe this is more for media and fans, but I feel like these processes, these you know platforms can also help bring you to the tape. For instance, for me, like I did not, Tariq Wollin was really not on my radar until I went to Mobile. And then when you see up close and personal, a 6'4", 6'5", cornerback that has that kind of length and speed, I'm like, okay, let me go back and really dive in now to his tape at UTSA. And suddenly I became a huge fan of him. I feel like Quez Watkins, he, you know, like you said, Southern Mississippi, they don't have the same attention of a uh, Alabama or Ohio state. So when Quez runs the second fastest 40 time, that gets people to say, Hmm, this guy has elite speed. Let me go back to the tape now and see what else he's got. And if you go back to his Southern Miss tape, it's not surprising. He's becoming a more well-rounded receiver in Philly than some people thought he could be. Because when you go back to his tape, he showed that he could do a lot of other things. Contested catches was a, a big-time strength of his at Southern Miss, and it was for the Eagles in 2021. So it can just in general bring you back to the tape and have you study guys more in depth. You know, one physical trait, you don't want to get too hyped up on that, but it can help, you know, introduce a player more to everybody. I think Miles Sanders is just another example of that too, like, his natural hands. I think it brought a lot of people back to, all right, let me look back at Penn state and see what really happened there. And I'm sure with the combine Jalen hurts was really helped by the interview process too. I'm sure that really helped him sell himself to the Eagles. So it can do good for a lot of players. And it certainly did for a core of the Eagles offense, three of the pieces. Right. I, I would say that with Quez Watkins too, like behind the scenes, we, we say the idea of like going back to the tape when they're scouting, like they know all of these players, right? Yeah. Right. So it, it's in media that we have to be introduced mm-hmm. to this because we don't have a full scouting staff. Mm-hmm. And I would say our fans as well, I would take that same approach when you are open to these new avenues and you see something and that's the key identifier. You're seeing something that makes you say he has a trait. Right. And that's scouting it. We're all doing it when we watch the combine, when you just say, whoa, or like, say, how did he jump that high? Like, that's what we do in scouting every single day. So I really look at this as like the most basic aspect of football, because it is really the start of the year. It is the start of when the measurements come in for a majority Mm -hmm. of the guys who are going to get drafted. And this is one of the key elements to getting the guys onto the team and going into a combine setting the guys already know that they're probably going to test well right they're probably going to talk to a majority of these teams so going back to what i said in the beginning quez watkins for example you show up you test well you go into the room and you talk the talk and explain everything you have to make a guy like nick sarian or going back to doug peterson make doug and howie fall in love with you as a person because at the Mm -hmm. end of the day What this is, is weeding out the people that don't love football, that are in it for other measures. So you find a gem like Quez Watkins, 
you're going to go back and you're going to say, okay, we know what he could do on tape. We saw what he can run. We really like how we interviewed. That's how we're putting the puzzle together. And that's what I take away from this, especially is because there is really four elements you're getting. You're seeing the measurements, you're seeing the positional drills, you're getting the interview takeaway and the medicals, which are huge portions of this. So it might not be, okay, he did bad at the combine in testing, but behind the scenes, he did bad. He failed on a medical that can completely wipe a guy off the board or in Quez Watkins case, I like that we're kind of going back here with Quez because it's a good example of it. Yeah, it is. He kind of was right there for Philly saying, okay, if we're going to take a position that we've already taken and he's going to be the third guy at that position, would we rather take him or a guy who we haven't taken at a position that we like yet? Oh, maybe let's take him because he does have that elite athleticism. We did like how he sounded. His medicals checked out. It all comes down to putting the complete package together. And that's what it is as a football player in all of these settings. They don't want to see you show up late. They don't want to have to track you down to get to an interview. It's all about just doing the right things. And at the end of the day, what it is for these guys is a job interview, right? Lou, what would you do if you're going to a job interview? I know you just started one like a couple months ago. You show up on time, you get there, you do your job, you come prepared, you don't become a distraction the combine we've seen all of them play either major or outlying factors that took somebody off a team's board or elevated them up and finding that middle ground of this and finding who the player is is really what it is you're Mm -hmm. wiping away all of i would say the garbage on top the soot on top of the fire and you're finding out who the person is is he just an elite athlete can he not interview is he not a good person okay We'll find that out, and we're going to move on to the next guy. And there's 300-some-odd players here, Lou. There's a bunch more that will be at the National Scouting Combine. You don't want to mess up this part of the job interview because just one mess up could take you Mm -hmm. completely out of job contention. And I like the combine too. Like, don't get me wrong. Again, you guys know on this podcast we're big into traits, and I like seeing – guys perform. I mean, I think it was even mm-hmm. too Byron Jones, the former Dallas Cowboy now on the Miami Dolphins. Oh, yeah. Crushed the combine coming out of UConn. I mean, that's fun. And I like traits. And I think teams that bank on that more as well, they're going to like the combine more and put more into it mm-hmm. for sure. So it's again, you mentioned, I think the, the great final point is just finding that balancing act in the middle ground. I think for both sides, prospects and teams need to find that. Uh, and I think the combine supposed to help that. Sometimes it can be a weapon more than an asset, but uh, it's all about the team and the prospect handling it the right way. We'll continue. We'll dive more into the actual prospect talk about the combine on Friday. So again, make sure you subscribe to Locked on Eagles. We've got three more shows for you. We're available in video form as well on YouTube and we're on Twitter as well at Locked on Birds at DBLCLOE and at GC24 underscore football. Until tomorrow, that's going to do it for Locked on Eagles. For Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening. And let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.